0: Welcome to the hallmarkies podcast we're talking about the non-hallmark christmas movies that aired over the thanksgiving weekend and so it's gonna be a lot of fun we got a lot of movies to talk about i'm film critic risha wagner michelle's here
1: hey everyone
0: <laughs> and i know it like hasn't been that long but it feels like forever since we last talked doesn't it
1: yeah yeah i think it's, there's so many movies as well yeah yeah, yeah i mean i've not even watched anywhere near as much as you <laughs> especially this week but yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um i i think i've watched one of the thanksgiving ones from from hallmark that's all i was able to fit in um yeah it's just been so busy um i think just working full-time as well it's just really you know taking up all of my time yeah so and especially
0: if you're working retail Mm -hmm. brutal yeah Yes, yeah, it's brutal. and
1: yeah, it's just, it's frustrating because I have to sort of cram all of whatever I want to watch into two days, and because it's sort of the height of the Christmas TV mm-hmm. movie season, it's just all, it's just all Christmas movies. Yeah. Well, so see, I haven't watched anything, like all my friends are texting me like, have you watched Wednesday yet? And I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched anything yeah, apart from Christmas that. movies since <laughs> October. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well and i've had the award season screeners to watch as well because our nominations for utah film critics association are due on the 13th so that means we have to have basically everything watched uh, in order to vote uh you know with any kind of legitimacy uh in order to nominate i guess then the voting is on the 17th uh for our winners mm-hmm. um so it's it's we're running out of time (laughs) (laughs) and uh so somehow i've managed to uh to watch everything and uh and also have my entire facebook life erased so
1: yeah that's horrible
0: unbelievable uh and uh, so that was that, that we're actually full disclosure we're recording this on a wednesday we usually record it on a saturday but i hadn't watched hardly anything by Saturday because I uh, or Sunday because I I was dealing with all this and still have don't go to our Facebook page because we we have not been able to access it or update it it's a mess but uh, but yeah and of course it had to happen the busiest weekend of my life
1: <laughs> oh my god it's so horrible it's so horrible I hope we get yeah. it fixed <laughs> it's uh-huh. like
0: I I'm not optimistic at this point like the fact I have not heard anything. I've not gotten I've not been able to reach a single human being at meta or Instagram or or Facebook I've tried everything I could think of if any of you out there listening works for meta or can help me please please do uh, I would be so grateful but uh, but anyway yeah so that was an unexpected uh, hiccup in my life uh, but uh, but we have 13 movies that we're going to be talking about lifetime we have netflix we have uh disney plus bet all over unbelievable <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah every streaming service has well, a christmas movie it's it's ridiculous yeah, or yeah. several christmas movies
0: yeah i didn't get to watch it because i ran out of time but there was even one on qvc on their uh on their Q, on their website you could watch a, an original hol- uh, hallmark not hallmark original holiday film uh on QVC <laughs> <laughs> but maybe next week I'll be like no I'll, thank I'll, you I'll, <laughs> next, uh, next week I'll try to catch up on that one but uh but anyway let's dive in let's talk about one of the lifetime movies uh, over this holiday weekend we had uh, for lifetime movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about the first one that aired. Let's talk about Baking All the Way. This stars Corey Lee and Yannick Bison, uh directed by Yannick, uh writer Courtney McAllister. And it's when Julia it's when Julia Wilson, an accomplished pastry chef, heads to a small town to complete her Christmas cookbook. She butts heads with Chris Thompson, the owner of the town's bakery. And we had Corey Lee on the podcast. I have been a big fan of hers for a long time. This was really exciting for her to get her first lead. Uh, and overall, for me at least, I thought this was sweet. Uh, it's it is pretty basic uh, of your you know city girl coming to the country. Uh, the the bakery is going to go out of business. Getting the like it has a lot of those tropes, but overall, I I still thought it was it was cute. I was I, I enjoyed it. What do you think, Michelle?
1: Yeah, I liked it. I, I mean, I agree. It was sort of the more sort of middle of the road. Sort of didn't do anything. That really surprised me um Mm -hmm. to say that I didn't enjoy it um I feel like it's a perfectly um acceptable you know Christmas movie it's you know it's definitely one that you could just sort of put on and and relax and and yeah yeah it didn't really I would have liked them to be a what in fact I actually did like that they kind of got down to business like straight away like they put can kind I of put all their cards on the table right away. She was like, I need your recipe. Like, how do we figure it out? Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of, so that wasn't like a surprise. Um, yeah.
0: You know, we did
1: have a little bit of a misunderstanding towards the end, but there wasn't any sort of that right up the front of like keeping a secret. That's sort of a trope that I really don't like, that there's you know right. a secret being kept the whole way through the movie. Um, so I liked it. You know, she was very upfront about what she needed from him.
0: That's true, and I was worried going into it uh, with the age difference between Yannick and Corey, but that didn't really factor in for me, at least because I think she feels uh, she could be because re- she could read older to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I yeah, didn- I didn't have a problem with that.
1: Yeah, I didn't even really notice. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I do know him from you know Murder Mysteries. I think everybody knows uh-huh. him. From that. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah. I-, I think it's hard sometimes when you see somebody in a role for. That long, and then you right. see them sort of outside that. I haven't really seen them outside of of that, you know, murder mysteries part. Then you mm-hmm. really ever so yeah, it was a little bit hard for me to sort of get my head around him playing somebody, somebody mm-hmm. else.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they had her write her own original Christmas song for the movie, so that's kind of fun. And you, if you go on Spotify, you can listen to her Christmas song, uh, and uh, so that's fun because she's a musician as well as a actress uh, but I would say that I think this is a pretty good start for her and mm-hmm. that I could see her if they keep using her see her even making even more and better um, Christmas movies like this was a like a base hit and uh, let's let's keep using her and keep doing more
1: yeah yeah she's definitely like leading lady material for yeah. these movies like so charming like right off the bat mm-hmm. um so yeah i really really hope that lifetime keeps using her,
0: mm-hmm. or like
1: yeah. or you know hallmark
0: yeah and if you all haven't checked out the interview you definitely should she's she was a lot of fun and her husband ish morris uh is in a bunch of these as well uh and uh, so so it's fun to hear about them working together and, and hearing about that so um uh, what would you give this one one to five
1: um, i will give it a three. Um, I'm just going to go straight down the middle with it.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's what I would give it to. Okay, so then uh, I will talk about one of the BT movies. Um, so we'll talk about the Christmas Clapback. This is on the 24th, and it's got Nadine Ellis, Portia Coleman, Candice Maxwell, and more. And it's every year the three Miles sisters, Jasmine, Kira, and Tisha battle each other for a chance to win the neighborhood christmas church cook-off competition but when Aaliyah, the vivacious social media influencer enters the competition the sisters must choose to rise together or fall divided so this movie i have to say you could feel the budget on this one compared to either even other bet ones uh the sound mix was really bad um it was it didn't even sound professionally recorded at times like you could hear echoes and it was just not great as far as the sound um and the story was fine I mean I like Nadine Ellis where we have her uh on the podcast coming uh, actually tomorrow what the interview will post she's super fun um but uh but yeah the the story kind of continues on this trend I'm seeing with BET where they they love having kind of melodrama and like cat fighting and uh, love triangles. And, uh, and so you have to kind of know what you're getting into. And that's certainly true here. You have this sort of catty woman, Aaliyah, uh, who is trying to show up on the other women and the sort of men that they're all fighting over. And, and so you have to kind of like that type of story you know Mm -hmm. with the catty women and everything and i it's okay i just this one i just wish it had been better made it was a little bit hard for me but uh, i think i guess if you go into knowing that then that might not be a barrier so but i would give this one a two out of five so Let's talk about another lifetime we have stepping into the holiday and this stars, Jana Kramer, Mario Lopez, Cher- Cherry Oteri, uh, director David Kendall and writer Ali- Elisa and Peter uh, Marietta. And it follows Broadway star Billy Holiday, who meets Ray, the charismatic owner of a local dance studio. And after Billy volunteers to help Ray with a dance recital fundraiser, their collaboration clicks and romantic sparks start flying. So overall, what do you think about this one?
1: Um, Yeah, it's a lot confusing, the description, because I thought that Ray was the the Broadway star and he was sort of the TV host. yeah so it's yeah, like it was confusing. is that the right movie <laughs> yeah it's like that's just the right movie I, as i was um, reading
0: it i was like what
1: <laughs> maybe they changed that they
0: know each other right I mean, yeah coming back to his small town it's not like the way they make it sound here that mm-hmm. who meets ray the charismatic like they he was from that town right or am i hallucinating no no he was from that town yeah that's what I <laughs> yeah
1: Yeah, um i know he's done a few of these am i right there and he's done like a couple of lifetime movies before mario lopez
0: yes yeah he did the sweet and it was a sweet nutty shop or something what was it he did one that was a toy shop
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i haven't seen any the,
0: the new mexico one last year
1: yeah, I haven't seen any of those, so it was a little bit hard for me because I do just think of him as, safe. It's, you know, he's very much just in that Saved by the Bell world for me. Um, I know he's like a massive, you know, TV host in, in the States, but again, like...
0: Have you, have you not seen Holiday in Handcuffs? I haven't, no. Joan Hart. It's totally ridiculous. I mean, one of the most, I mean, it really is a horror movie but it's it's really funny, it's really fun. it's uh oh, I think it was on I think it was on ABC family slash freeform, okay when it aired, so it wasn't hallmark but oh they uh, can be
1: a little bit more rescue yeah <laughs> <laughs> on freeform.
0: yeah, and it's he, she basically abducts him in order okay. to, for him to pretend that uh that he's her boyfriend. <laughs>
2: That's <laughs> it's
0: ridiculous but uh but uh, but it's a pretty popular one this one I mean the story was fine I mean it didn't and I and I didn't like love the chemistry I wasn't totally feeling it but I did love all the dancing I thought that was so fun
1: yeah that's that's the thing that really surprised me about this movie because, like, I get, like I said, I only really see him as sort of the Saved by the Bell guy. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that he had all of this in him. So, I think if you're, you know, a little bit like me and you haven't really seen him outside of, you know, the sort of stuff that you grew up watching him yeah. in, then I would definitely check this out. He's got a lot of charm, yeah. and it wasn't too sort of heavy-handed. Um, well, in- like I feel like some, t- yeah. Well, both,
0: no, if, both jana kramer and mario lopez were on dancing with stars and mario lopez almost won he got very very far into it to this to the um finals and he lost uh he got second place i forget who, who we lost to but yeah so a lot of people know him from dancing because of that
1: mm-hmm. yeah i mean for me the big draw was was jana because of one tree hill like we're so sort of starved for for one she hill cast members in Christmas movies this year. I think we've got Jan, and we've got we've got Tyler. I think he's doing a CBS one. Mm. Um, but that's pretty much all we've got. Oh no, we we had um oh god, we had we had someone in the the Southern Family one and uh, on
0: Kelly?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was oh. definitely like excited to sort of check this out just because I really do like her. Um, and I liked the movie last year. And um, yeah, I agree, the chemistry wasn't great, but I really feel like the, the best part of this movie was his family. Um, I feel like all of that was really well done and him sort of passing on his knowledge to his to his nephew was, was done really yeah. well. And the relationship between him and his sister was so fun. So yeah, that was definitely the highlight for me and also, you know, the dancing.
0: Yeah, the dancing <laughs> was so fun i really uh, i really enjoyed that
1: yeah it reminded me a little bit of the, the sort of corbin blue moment and and his yes. one
0: yeah or like in the christmas waltz when they're mm-hmm. waltzing down the street
1: yeah well i don't think anything will call that one no. that one is special
0: <laughs> but in the same kind of feeling of it yeah,
1: and yes yeah, the
0: whimsy of it
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: so yeah i would give this one 3.5
1: Uh, yeah i'll go with Mm
0: 3.75 from the creator of the number one christmas podcast comes a new book to surprise and delight you into a happier holiday season Christmas Past, The Fascinating Stories Behind Our Favorite Holidays Traditions by Brian Earl is out now, just in time for the holidays. Available in hardcover and ebook from Lions Press and as an audiobook narrated by the author from Recorded Books, behind every Christmas tradition is a story, often a forgotten one. When we pour the eggnog and trim the tree, we're continuing generations-old narratives without knowing their starting chapters, until now. Brian Earle brings the same wide-eyed fascination and cozy nostalgia from the podcast to the book. Featuring 26 short chapters and eye-catching graphics, you'll want to have it on your coffee table or mantle all season long. Find out why Apple Books named Christmas Past a must-listen and get a copy today wherever books are sold. Remember, it makes a great gift. Find out more at christmaspastpodcast.com. That's christmaspastpodcast.com. Plus, we have Mickey Saves Christmas. This is a short, I think it's 22 minutes. Uh, and it's, uh, of course, got all your favorite Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and everybody. And it's, it's in this stop motion holiday special. Mickey, Minnie, and their pals attempt to celebrate the perfect Christmas at their snowy cabin. However, when Pluto causes Santa to lose all the presents on his sleigh, the friends travel to the North Pole on a quest to save Christmas and find the true meaning of the holiday. So this one is, is very highly likely I was going to enjoy this. I mean I love stop motion and I love Mickey and and to have both of them together I just thought was adorable <laughs> the stop motion animation and this was so cute. <laughs> I loved it and <laughs> the story was was cute know, basically the the santa the uh it's not that the reindeer are magic it's that the um uh what do you call it the, um the bridal kind of i don't know if that's what it's called but the thing that goes on top of the reindeer mm-hmm. um i uh, that uh that that's what is magic and pluto gets that on top of him so then he ends up uh riding the sleigh and they end up losing i think it's prancer so then they have to go back and find prancer so that was it was just cute and they had like a a couple songs and uh so if you like classic mickey mouse and you like stop motion and and i and there's such a tradition in christmas of these sort of animated stop motion shorts you know, with, uh, the Rankin and bass for so many years, um, you know, Rudolph and, and things like that. And so for Disney to do this, I just thought it was really special and very sweet. So and it's hard to rank because it it's so different than the rest of the stuff we talked about, but, uh, but I would give it like a, I don't know, 4.5. I really thought it was a sweet, fun little addition to the Christmas lineup. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was hoping to watch this one, but it's not on Yuki Disney Plus for some reason, so that's unfortunate.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is. That's too bad. But uh let's talk about The Next Lifetime. Uh so we have the uh, 12 Days of Christmas Eve. This uh stars Kelsey Grammer and Spencer Grammer, and it's when Brian Conway, a successful businessman whose family relationships have suffered, gets in a car accident on Christmas Eve. Santa gives him 12 chances to redo the day and repair the relationships in his life, including with his daughter, Michelle. So this one for me, I was pleasantly surprised by it. I, I just didn't know how it would turn out, Mm -hmm. but I, I liked it. I thought that uh, both Kelsey and Spencer grammar were both really good. And it's kind of cool that, you know, real life father, daughter, um, they bolted well, and and they managed to make him legitimately learn something new every day. and And they did have some humor with every way he dies. I think <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> uh-huh. And overall, it was just very heartwarming and sweet, and what you want out of a Christmas movie. And I I liked it. Uh, what did you think?
1: Um. Yeah, I was really excited for this. Um. I really like Spencer. She was fantastic. If you've not seen Greek. Which is I think one of the oh, first free one of the first like freeform shows. Um it's sort of set throughout our college, sort of sort of covers the four years of college. Heart. It's so good. It's one of the best sort of young adult shows, um, sort of out there. So yeah, if you've not seen Greek, go watch it. Um and I don't understand why she's not been in more of these sort of Christmas movies, because she seems sort of
0: yeah. made for
1: them. Yeah, she's definitely got like this sort of attitude and the look for um Yeah types of movies um i've
0: never seen her before and really yeah mm-hmm. i would never seen her before and so i thought oh is this going to be stunt casting you just because it's father uh, yeah but yeah no she was good
1: yeah yeah and, and greek was a while ago um so yeah she's she's been working for a long time um and yeah i was a little bit concerned because even though i was excited because i wasn't sure what the tone was going to be but i feel like they balanced it so well like when it had to be sort of madcap and, and sort of crazy and, you know, all of the ridiculous, you know, ways that they kill him and then sort of switching back to the more sort of serious parts where we, we need to have him sort of learn a lesson and sort of take it into the next day. Yeah. Um, I feel like they balanced that really well um, and it didn't really lose me um, emotionally um sort of throughout it because it was a lot of back and forth of him sort of getting frustrated and sort of you know deciding to sort of give up and then sort of recommitting back into like I'm going to figure this out <laughs> I'm going to figure out what's the right way to spend this day mm-hmm. um I feel like they just did it really well um and it really surprised me yeah uh yeah so I was really really pleasant and surprised with this one
0: yeah and I feel like this would be a good one to show people that maybe don't like these Christmas movies because it's not not a romance at all. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's a family story, and so family, I think yeah. a lot of people would like this that maybe don't like the romances.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like Kelsey just sort of elevates it um, because yeah. he is such a fantastic actor that he can really mm-hmm. sell those sort of ridiculous moments. Um, and I thought the little girl playing um, his granddaughter um, and Spencer's mm-hmm. daughter was really, really well cast and, yeah, and really well used, yeah.
0: I agree, I agree. Uh, yeah, what would you give this one? Um, I'm going to give this a four. Agreed, that's what I would give it to. Uh, all right, so next I'm going to talk about another of the B-Team movies. This is called The Sound of Christmas. Uh, this stars Neo and Soraya. And it's a down on her luck music teacher leads a wealthy widower away from his gold digging girlfriend and a back to love and music during the Christmas holidays. That is not a very good description. Basically in this movie, I mean, you do have the gold digger. Like I said, they love that kind of thing in this, in these movies, gold digger, you know, really catty women kind of a thing fighting over a man. You have that here, except that she is hired as his nanny for his kids. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh the kids are kind of trouble. it's basically you know you're kind of your mary poppins your sound of music you know kind of set up uh thing and as they like work together then they start having feelings for each other and then he, he, the uh the gold digging girlfriend gets more jealous uh so you've got all that dynamic and it has a lot of music though if you like um gospel type music it's got a lot of music and i enjoyed that uh yeah it is actually faith-based you wouldn't get that from that description uh she she quits her job uh, at the beginning of the movie and she also leaves her boyfriend she leaves her boyfriend at the beginning of the movie because she's not comfortable living with him and she wants to get married uh, and it's pretty explicit the like she has because of her faith in god she doesn't want to have sex before marriage and you know things like that which you know fine um but anyway it's just like actually talked about as far as her turning to jesus and and uh, <laughs> uh, all of that so if if that's not your jam you know being pretty explicitly faith-based and uh, and her having major problems with the fact that the Neo character that he doesn't want to go to church um, is a big problem for her. So you know, that's just if that's your thing, then you'll enjoy that. Um, and I don't know. it wasn't like the best, but it wasn't the worst either. <laughs> I'd probably give it a three.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, okay, so then we have. Uh, we have the last of the lifetime for this weekend. It's a Christmas spark. Uh, this this is stars Jane Seymour, Joe Lando, and it's director Rhonda Baraka and writer Irene Donahue. And it's it tells the story of recently widowed Molly, who decides to visit her daughter for th- for Christmas. She signs on to direct the town's Christmas pageant and falls for Hank, the town's most eligible bachelor. So what did you think overall of
1: this one? Yeah, my expectations were like sky high for this one <laughs> just because it was Joe and Jane, you know, mm-hmm. just that sort of reunion of those two. I would definitely say would have, when the Lifetime first put the slate out, that was the one at the top of my list of like, I hope this is good. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I was really pleasantly surprised by it because you don't typically see a romance movie between actors of this age, you know, let's be honest. Anytime we do see that, it's always sort of a a second-chance romance side story in a Lifetime movie or a Hallmark movie between, like, the grandparents or the parents. So we don't typically see it being sort of as explicit. We also don't see the daughter not having an issue with her mother yeah. sort of moving on. Like, the fact that she's so supportive throughout the entire movie just yeah it was it was just very well done and that all of the sort of issues about their you know romance really came from molly's insecurities and not from any sort of outside influence um because everybody including our daughter was so supportive of it um so yeah i really really enjoyed it um it wasn't you know spectacular in any sort of like big way where I could sort of point to and say they did this you know sort of differently or or whatever but just in terms of my expectations and and what I wanted it definitely exceeded them
0: yeah I agree and Sarah Smythe, who I love her I I, she's always fun she plays the daughter and and I agree with you I was expecting her to be kind of all huffy but if anything she's like encouraging of it she's like get out of my house please go yeah (laughs) which was fun (laughs) And, uh, she encourages us like, what, what's, what's stopping you from being with Hank? And, uh, and I, I kind of feel like, yes, it's a very fast relationship, but I feel like when you're older, you're more yeah. experienced, you know,
2: what mm-hmm. you want,
0: you know, what you like. And so I, I don't think it would necessarily take like all this time. I feel like in a couple of weeks of spending time together, you could be like, okay, this is. This is worth giving it a shot. You know, this is this has potential. And I feel like that's what they did.
1: Yeah, and I feel like when you have a character like Jane's playing Molly, where, you know, she's lost her husband, she knows how quickly life can mm-hmm. can change and how things can sort of be taken away from you. And so it definitely, you know, makes sense for her character to just sort of, once she gets, you know, uh, you know used to the idea of you know being in a relationship with somebody else that that she would just sort of go for it
0: yeah yeah i agree and their chemistry was just so great it was yeah. as good as i was hoping it would be
1: you can tell that they are like you know in each other's lives and have been for a long time mm-hmm. um there's just definitely like a ease between them
0: yeah yeah and they had like really fun scenes like him taking her on the motorcycle and and uh just getting really cozy. <laughs> <laughs> they had a good first kiss in this, I thought.
1: Yeah. yeah mm-hmm.
0: It was good. So, what would you give this one 1 to 5?
1: Um, I would give a a
0: 4.5. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like 4.25, 4.5, something like that. It was it was really fun. I'd watch mm-hmm. it again for sure
1: yeah Uh, okay going to be keeping
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) well i'll talk about the last of the bt movies so this was holiday hideaway and this uh stars camille wimbush vivica fox uh leonard earl Howes. Rodney Van Johnson and it's Carly is the queen of holiday celebrations, but her mistletoe misstep sends her running to a holiday hideaway that teaches her the importance of family forgiveness and finding fighting for love. I wouldn't say that it was her holiday mis, uh, what did they call it, a misstep. Uh, it was, she gets really upset because she makes this huge Thanksgiving dinner and then something happens, she gets pulled away And from the table, and she comes back and they've like already eaten. And so she's just like, you couldn't wait after all this work, you couldn't wait a little bit for me to be there. So she gets really mad, really upset. Uh, and she has a her uh boyfriend, I guess. Um, her partner, her partner wants to get married, but she Mm. doesn't want to because her parents had this horrible divorce and her dad is like there at Thanksgiving dinner with this gold digging girlfriend uh again they love those kind of things <laughs> in these movies uh, and she like just, to say
1: there's been a lot of those gold diggers <laughs> like gold diggers everyone yes,
0: yes. <laughs> um, but at least I guess at least there was no love triangle in this one because there was no one out there trying to get her man or anything like that but (laughs) uh, so yeah so she kind of storms off and they break up and and whatever and then so she uh, the the rest of the movies her kind of learning to accept her family and her all their eccentricities Uh, I I do think this is probably one of the better ones uh, maybe because it doesn't have quite that much cattiness and I think most of us can relate to that feeling of being stressed out Uh, your family being frustrating during the holidays. So yeah, I'd probably give this one like a 3.5. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon.
2: Do you love Hallmarkies podcast, especially at Christmas?
0: Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes?
2: If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round.
0: But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family.
2: Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year.
0: We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films.
2: As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers.
0: So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it.
2: Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies to learn more.
0: That's patreoncom slash homeworkies. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy: The Holiday Special on Disney Plus, and this has Chris Pratt, Dave Bautista, uh, Bradley Cooper, Cameron Gillum, Palm, type. She should be the lead. She's the lead in this. Uh, she'd be. She should be the first one on the list. But yeah. it's uh, Star Lord, Drax, Rocket, Mantis, and Groot engage in some spirited shenanigans. Basically, that what that summary doesn't show is is that uh that mantis and drax decide to get star lord get peter a perfect christmas uh because his christmas was just was ruined by yondu spoiling everything and so they decide that they are going to uh abduct kevin bacon <laughs> and give him kevin bacon for christmas and the whole thing ends up being really cute, really charming. I really appreciated them making Mantis a better character, giving her moment in the sun because I thought it was she was very, uh, very good and treat. I, I I liked it, especially she was treated so badly in, in Guardians Two, you mm-hmm. know, just made fun of the whole time, and so I appreciate this, and uh, I loved the Christmas. Aesthetic with Guardians of the Galaxy that really fit well, you know, all the music. Uh, what did you think of it?
1: I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I will be honest, like, I'm not a fan of Peter Quill, so that I was a little bit like nervous about that. Um, yeah. outside of the first Guardians of the Galaxy, I really don't like him. <laughs> He's one of my least favorite like MCU characters. I just find them frustrating. Well, and I mean, it's also no doubt.
0: in Infinity War. I mean, he is yeah, oh my god.
1: yeah yeah so annoying yeah um and I do like Chris Pratt you know prior to sort of movie star Chris Pratt where it feels like he's sort of playing you know the same character um you know like Mm -hmm. you know it's sort of crazy to me that the guy in, in Parks and Recreation um is this Chris Pratt because yeah it just feels like that guy just had so much more depth and so much more yeah. It it's just a sort little of frustrating to sort of yeah. see him play the same thing when I know that he's capable of of doing, you know, what he did in parks. Right. Um but yeah, I was a little bit kind of like, oh, I I don't really know and then when it started. And I was like, oh, this is actually about, you know, Mantis and Drax. And I actually think what Guardians, what, you know, what James Gunn did with Yondu and and Peter's relationship was one of the most like emotionally like (laughs) gut punch type of relationships that he you know has ever been in the mcu like it was totally unexpected you know that father-son bond like for me like it just was so devastating and i feel like the way that they tied it in here was also done really well without sort of taking away from what they'd already done i agree the music worked really well the actual like christmas decorations and aesthetic that they used on on the nowhere planet was unbelievable like it you know just even on my little tv it looked incredible um and i do love the little side little side sort of adventure with madness and drax you know i feel like they had a really good dynamic um
0: yeah and, it and was yeah i enjoyed drax it didn't just like make fun of her the whole time like he did yeah In yeah too. yeah
1: yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I'm, not yeah, like thought- big,
0: I'm not the biggest Guardians 2 fan. I just don't like the ego plot very much and a lot of, I don't know, I have issues with it but I do think the Yondu part of it is strong so I will agree with you there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I thought the, the way that they did the animation was also really mm. creative and unexpected. And I will say like, I love Kevin Bacon. Like, Kevin Bacon at this point in his life where he's just so like in on the joke and you know, his own sort of cult status. Like, he's so so aware of it and he's so, like, you know, you get a lot of actors that are sort of try to escape that. Whereas he's, like, you know, talking about his Friday the 13th movie and, you know, all of the sort of ridiculous 80s movies that he was a part of. So, yeah, like, I love Kevin Bacon. And he's really big here for some reason. He's on, um, like, a TV ad here for mobile phones. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He must get, like, millions for it. <laughs> he That's must funny. make so much money. Yeah, he must make so much money for it. But he plays that sort of, you know, sort of exaggerated version of himself in those ads. Um, so it was more of that in this, I think. Um, but yeah, I think for what it was and for the length, um, you know, like, 45-minute, you know, special, I feel like they accomplished a lot. And I feel like the emotional payoff between Mantis and, and Peter was really really well done in the end um yeah, well, yeah I, mean, it's, I think it's,
0: it's interesting because the MCU films have gotten so bloated so <laughs> long and so it, it was interesting to me to see how much story they really managed to fit in 45 minutes mm-hmm.
1: yeah and I feel like you know they've gotten so big that they sort of forget that we want these sort of character building moments we want these just one-on-one, you know, yeah. moments with characters, and not just this bloated of like how many MCU actors or you know characters can we fit into to a movie? You know, right? Didn't used to go to these movies just for the cameos. where it feels like? That's what we do now. It's yeah. so frustrating. Um, and I think you know the, the actual TV shows have been really good for that. No, they do have their their sort of cameos and their Easter eggs. I feel like they're very sort of grounded um and i feel like mcu sort of mm-hmm. needs to get back to that a little bit yeah I hard because they they're kind of,
0: they they lost me this year I, I i done such a good job of keeping up with everything and then pretty much uh moon knight and uh and miss marvel and uh, i didn't watch any of she hulk i just i'm just too busy to watch all of these shows i'm so behind
1: yeah yeah i mean even me like even if i I can't keep up with the tv shows i've always kept up with the movies and i I haven't seen black i haven't seen black panther yet usually Mm. i would go on opening weekend and it's just not mine anymore i haven't (laughs) seen it and it's devastating because it is one of the mcu MCU movies where it's not as connected to everything else because it has its own universe um so I knew that I was going to be a massive fan of it as much as I was the, f- the first one, which was one of my mm-hmm. favorite MCU movies ever. But yeah, it's just frustrating. There's just so many of these things to keep up with now.
0: Yeah. Well, what would you give it, this one, one to five?
1: Um, I would give it a four, um, which is way more than I thought I was going to give it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that's a good score. All right. Next we have from Netflix, The Noel Diary and this stars Justin Hartley and Barrett Doss and Essence Adkins, and it's when best-selling author Jake Turner returns home at Christmas to settle his estranged mother's estate. He discovers a diary that may hold secrets to his own past and that of Rachel, an intriguing young woman on a mission of her own. Together, they embark on a journey to confront their past and discover a future that's totally unexpected. Well, basically in this movie, you have him he's like this famous author as they say uh, and uh he's coming back home his mother they didn't have a relationship she was a hoarder so there's like a lot of work to do to uh, get the house ready and he meets this rachel person and it turns out that uh, rachel's mother was a friend of his mother's and she, uh, she had the baby and they gave the baby up for adoption. And, uh, and so, or pla- sorry, placed the baby up for adoption. And then uh, they find this diary that, that her mother wrote to her. And this, and then reading it. This movie was fine. I thought it it was pretty well acted and pretty well made. The only thing I didn't like about it is this not even emotional. Like this is full on out cheating, not just emotional cheating. Because she has a fiance. We never. I don't think we ever meet the fiance, but uh, but uh, we know that she has this fiance. And I just wish that they hadn't included that. I don't see any reason. I guess they think it creates more tension or something between them. But it just makes her look like not a very good person.
1: Yeah. That's always the worst.
0: Yeah. So I'd probably give it a Mm. 3.25. Essence, Atkins plays her mother. And she's great. I always love her. Uh, But I just wish they hadn't had the cheating element so you haven't seen this one right
1: i haven't seen this i haven't actually seen any of the netflix ones i think that's what i might do tonight is is start the netflix ones.
0: (laughs) well i would say at least watch falling for christmas i think uh oh was was fun Mm -hmm. yeah and okay so what else do we got here um okay then we have a hip-hop nutcracker this is on disney plus it starts allison holker boss steven twitch boss reverend Gache melvin and this is like a long summary but uh <laughs> run dmc reverend brings us along for hip-hop reimagining the Nutcracker ballet set in new york city i'll just leave it at that i won't read the whole thing but uh <laughs> Don't uh-huh. it. what like it's as long as the movie practically. i know it's so <laughs> bad.
1: it's like it's like a chapter of a book look it up yourself
0: <laughs> but uh, what did you think of this
1: um yeah this was like made for me i the only reality show that i've ever sort of kept up with has been so you think you can dance the sort of talent reality shows okay. um everything else i watch for maybe one or two seasons and then i drop off but I think so. You think dance is so special. I feel like it's such a special place for artists. Um, and I feel also feel like you know you have sort of your your Nigel Lisco who is sort of the, the mean main judge. But even though he was sort of the main judge, he came from a place of you know a dance background, and he always had something. Even if he didn't agree with him, he always had something interesting to say. Or. Criticism that sort of tied back into like, well, you could justify it with like he lived a dancer's life, so you know it wasn't just someone coming in and you know didn't have the, the experience to sort of back up the comments.
0: Right.
1: Um, and every every other judge was sort of um either a dancer or had a dance background or you know was involved in dance in some way. Um, and the talent to come out of so you think you can dance has been unbelievable like you know people like Jeanine mason and you know twitch who was on the ellen show for years and you know they're, they're some of them are working on broadway and you know a lot of them are working on broadway um so yeah just like the talent that has come out of it is is mind-blowing and the actual show itself you know they have these dances that are, that are like two minutes and it's like art, like they tell a story in two minutes and it's just unbelievable. Like every single show, there was always one or two dances where the artistry was just mind-blowing for me. Yeah, this, this was, you know, just made for me in terms of all of the people that they had. You know, they had Alison and Stephen Boss, who's Twitch, you know, he's, they're married in real life um so having them as the parents was perfect um yeah I think there's sort of I think there's been many couples that have come out with So You Think You Can Dance but they're sort of like the main one (laughs) um and I don't even think they were on the same season together um but yeah just the amount of people like if you like So You Think You Can Dance like this has like comfort, fiction, Alex Wong, Dominic, Yaya like has and the choreography as well, a lot of the contestants became choreographers on the show. So you have people like Hawk and, and Dom and Tabitha, and Paul. like mm. yeah, the list is endless in terms of
0: and Mikhail the Bruce talent Mikoff for Sex and yeah, City yeah. Dance. He's yeah, on. yeah, yeah. He's on here.
1: Yeah, I love the way that they had all of the sort of modern dance. You know, you could, you know, just sort of put that as a blanket statement because there's all types of dance in this in this special but having him sort of come in and add this level of you know class was really special as well um but yeah I I really loved it I feel like um I'm not familiar with cash cash is it cashier or cash
0: I'm not sure how you
1: say yeah yeah like I don't think she's ever really acted before in anything I've seen her in I feel like she's done a few a few things according to her IMDB but I haven't seen her in anything and for her to sort of have to carry this whole thing because, you know, it's just music. There's no dialogue and she has to carry the whole thing. I thought she did an incredible job. Yeah, and I feel like it's a central view for So You Think You Can Dance fans, but yeah. I would actually recommend it to most people. I think it's it's just a really unique thing um, amongst all of the other things that we're getting over the next couple of months.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I thought that it was fun. The talent is incredible, but I just, I, I wished I wasn't that impressed with the choreography. I wish considering the talent, I don't know. I felt like it should have been better. I mean, I'm not a, a, uh, so you can think you could dance avid watcher, but what I have seen the choreography is always really interesting and engaging. Um, but I don't know. I just felt like it wasn't that good there was a lot of standing around moving their arms you know not not a lot of like really exciting choreography probably the best best section was the part with mikhail in there and they were sort of flipping off between the jabberwockies uh and the uh uh, troop and him and that like that juxtaposition uh was 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 fun I, i just feel like it could have been amazing but it was just like fine
1: Hmm. yeah I feel like for me like the only thing where I was like a little bit disappointed is I feel like Comfort should have who was the sort of um this I guess sort of the one that was sort of puppeteering and everything yeah um yeah I feel like her talent is so unbelievable that to sort of see her not do as much as I expected was a little bit disappointing um mm. so yeah that was the, the one thing and also not really seen her and, and, and Twitch together much. And they were, like, an unbelievable like pair on So You thought You Could Dance. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was the only thing for me. But I feel like, for me, like, yeah, just put this on in the background. It's, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, what? so what would you give it?
1: Um, I'm going to give it a, a 3.75. Just for, like, the nostalgia of, like, yeah. the early So You Think You Could Dance days.
0: I'd give it a 3 uh, it, it's also not that long. So if you're just looking for something different to kind of spice up your Christmas viewing, then, uh, then this would be a good choice. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarky's merch store.
2: Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable Hardy or Hallmarky in your life?
0: What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party?
2: Now is the time to check out the Hallmarky's merch store
0: or see the link in the description.
2: That's tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies.
0: So then we have uh, two more left. Uh, one is Christmas at the drive-in. This it was on Great American Family, but you can also watch it on Hulu. Um, And it's Danica McKellar, Neil Bledsoe, a property lawyer fights to save her hometown's local drive-in theater. Never imagining her opposition is, is the late owner's son and her first love. So this movie starts off really rough. The first 30 minutes, I swear, are all in city council meetings. Like I've never seen a movie that has more city council meetings than this movie. And so that was very boring but once they actually like got out to the drive-in and they uh, there's some like fun scenes between danica and, and neil and i think they do have pretty good chemistry uh then it it starts to work again uh so i'd probably give it like a uh 3.25 mm-hmm. uh, so because uh, again getting through that first part was boring Uh, But then next we have uh, my favorite Christmas tree, and this is also on Great American Family, but you can also watch it on the Zumo app. That's X-U-M-O. So that was a new app I'd never heard of uh, before. And it's Emma Johnson and Giles Panton. This is written by Shannon Latimer. So I I was pretty excited for this because I I really like Ghost of Christmas Past that she wrote. And uh, you know, I like Giles a lot. um is is Kyla is a skilled genealogy researcher who's made a thriving business putting together family trees. When she comes across new information regarding her mother's mysterious, extended family, Kyla and her sister travel to the charming town of Conifer, hoping to piece together their ancestry. The search leads Kyla to a generations' old Christmas tree farm, its stubborn, handsome owner, and potentially love.. <laughs> um, this one was pretty dry. I have to say, I, I, these, you know, sometimes these researching movies can be pretty boring. And I'd have to say this one falls in that camp. And also he is a Christmas tree farmer and he never has a coat on this whole movie. It was so weird. Like he has this vest on like a puffy vest and long sleeve shirt but no coat. I was like, where is your <laughs> coat? <laughs> like I guess yeah, it so filmed fu- in like August, but you know, you need Yeah, to- it's so funny. I was it. looking
1: at um I was doing my normal sort of weekend thing where I look at all the sort of whatever they're filming up in, you know, for uh-huh. Heartland and just seeing spoiling myself on all the Heartland stuff that's going on. <laughs> um and they had someone visit the set for make a foundation. Um and Jordan who plays Quinn on the show he he's you know is back this season um oh. I think most people already know that um but he's back this season and all of the cast are like you know it's so 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 snowy there and all of the cast it's like they're wearing like duvet covers all around them like massive massive snow boots and he's standing there and just his like jacket and like sneakers i was like you must be freezing it's like he's so obviously like a city boy it's like came up to film heartland and i'm like you're not dressed appropriately Quinn. please
0: yeah yeah you're just it takes you out of the movie yeah it takes you out but
1: you're like i hope i hope that's not how you're dressed in the show because it's going to distract me so much
0: yeah uh but this one i don't know i just there she is kind of pushy but uh she doesn't want he he says oh you can interview my father if you want to learn more about the 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 farm and she's like oh no i i'm not I, i won't do that and i'm like why why wouldn't you want to interview his dad and and then he is so like resentful of having to run the farm he has all these other things he wants to do and he's kind of resentful and rude to her uh I don't know it was just this one was just too slow for me just my taste um so I would give this one like a 2.5
1: yeah I think I'll skip this one this one is actually on Paramount UK so if you're in the UK and you want to to watch it, you can on what on Paramount UK, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think I'll skip it. But <laughs>
0: yeah, <I'm free. laughs> I mean, I have to say, of the ones they for Great American Family that I have watched on other services, they have all been really bad. And I don't say that just because I'm like a homework fan or whatever. Like, if they were good, I would say they were good. Uh, but they
1: where are they? Are they like halfway through now, or
0: they've got to be, yeah, they've got to be at least halfway through, if not more so, because I mean, they, they do have a lot end of October. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they don't have a lot of time to win you over.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm almost all of the, uh, the, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just everyone that I've seen has just been so basic, and have been just boring. Like that, um, Cameron Matheson, Joe Wagner movie was just like watching paint dry. (laughs) It was so dull. Uh, so that's just not for me. If other people enjoy them, that's great. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think that they need, if they really want to be competition for Hallmark, they need to step it up a lot in the script department, uh, because this has just not been cutting it. What I have seen, I haven't seen everything, but, uh, but yeah, they need need needs work.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, even Hallmark, who have sort of recognised that while those movies work and while there's an audience for those movies, that a lot of the audience want other things as well. So they've been so good at, like, recognising that and sort of feeding out all of their audience, you know, if that makes sense, where they're giving us, like, family dramas and love stories between, you know, sisters Mm -hmm. and friends. And, yeah, Yeah. so I feel like all of the networks need to sort of take note of, like, we want variety. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I still think the the great American family movies I've seen. I I still think the first one that they did, *Dust Into Christmas*, uh, I I in which you can watch on I think on Hulu or be one of them. Anyway, I uh, I still think that's the best one that they've done. Uh, it was the best story, but but they've all been just so basic. And I, and aside of me watching, I think, have I just changed? you know mm-hmm. my taste changed and the story stayed the same i don't know it's hard to say but you know that's <laughs> I, I just feel expect like... more
1: now <laughs> yeah i think
0: maybe i do i don't know but there we go we talked about all of the movies for this last weekend that was a lot <laughs> we'll
1: probably have a lot next week <laughs> uh
0: yeah i think my favorite of the group uh, of 14 movies is probably the 12 e's of uh of christmas eve the 12 days of christmas eve i think that's probably my favorite little kelsey grammar one
1: yeah yeah i feel like that one and a christmas spark was sort of tied for me yeah yeah so, for those
0: yeah well let us know what you think which one's your favorite we would love to hear your thoughts or if there's others that we didn't cover that you want to talk about, please do so in the comments. We would love to hear about them. And uh, Michelle, where can people find you? um On Twitter at Michelle R. Benson. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all over our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. Uh, and then also check out the podcast at Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. Uh, five stars and uh if you are listening on youtube please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel we appreciate that so much we just got over 5k subscribers so we're so excited about that and we also have the patron group which is a lot of fun and we've got some really good patron watch-alongs coming up next two months and we have our merch store where you can get lots of your your presents for your you get your shopping done for the hallmarky hall uh you get lots of your shopping done for the hallmarky postable a hearty whatever uh a christmas loving fan in your life you can get that at the merch store so please take a look at that it all helps the pod and uh, thanks so much everybody we'll talk to you later merry christmas
1: merry christmas